You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, Magnificent Football Monday. Nick, Ken, and you here on the BetQL Network. One more hour for us today with our friends at Stadium before it's the final hour, power hour of the show where we'll give you all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the National Hockey League, best of the best in the NBA, and then side total and props for the Bills and the Broncos coming up Monday Night Football from Western New York. 20 minutes from now, Drew Dinsick will join us, our friend the Whale Capper from NBC Sports and the Deep Dive Podcast. He'll give us his bets for Monday Night Football, early looks for Week 11 in the National Football League, Maybe a couple NBA plays for tonight as well. We will also get to Lochmas over the course of the next two hours. Ken Barkley is going to talk national championship in college football. We were just collectively as a show uh, talking hashtag off air about Bama, Georgia, and the SEC championship game and some of like the permutations here and combinations in the college football playoff. I assure you out there listening and watching the show right now, if you think it's not that interesting, I promise you, it is, and I'm excited to have this conversation and uh, hear Ken Barkley's thoughts on a national championship right now in college football. We will do that before we say au revoir on this magnifique football Monday. But for now, let's continue our handicap of Week 11 in the NFL. Kenny, please bring the music back up, and let's go to the uh, to the NFC East. <laughs> it's really funny. So, like last night, um, look, I have the schedule up for Week 11 before I look at the point spreads of the games, and I'm thinking, okay, like, What's like the last number that I wouldn't definitely click the button on Washington? That I wouldn't definitely click the button. And the number I came up with was 10. And then look at the spread and it's 10. So like I I think the number is like at, at least close to being right, my opinion here, for the Commanders and the Giants. Washington is a 10-point favorite. They're just six on the road in Seattle. 10 at home against the Giants. Total here is 37. Brian Dable uh, saying after the game yesterday in which they were just like wiped off the face of the earth, doomsday for the second time this year by Dallas. Uh, it will in fact be it's a Tommy DeVito baby. Because <laughs> we didn't get enough Tommy DeVito yesterday. More Tommy DeVito coming up next week for the Giants as they are I think in full on tank mode here for the first or second pick in the draft and God bless them for doing so. So Ken, the commies, 10-point favorites against the Giants. Total here, 37, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Hmm, this one's really tough, and it's not tough because like, I because uh, I don't want to bet something. Um, my first thought was I loved the Giants, loved them, thought it was like my favorite bet of the week, actually. And uh, and I just, when, it, when we flip the calendar to like late season, these games get a little tougher because... Like it's like the players on the field are trying. It's not tanking like in the, you know, they're not like 
it's on a basketball team like scoring on their own basket or something like that but like you know they're playing devito again and like they would i'm sure they would be happy with a really good draft pick and so like they're not incentivized to win in terms of like a franchise and the decisions that they're making so it just it's always tough to click a button on a team where like that's the organizational motivation now to be fair like you like Arizona won yesterday and it was not even remotely close to in their interest to win that game. And they might be really like screwed as a result of winning that game, the way that this could shake out with the Patriots and the giants and this race to the bottom for getting these quarterback Carolina. So it's not like the players aren't going to try to win. It's just like, it gives me a little hesitation to click the button, but like there's nothing about yesterday that tells you anything about what this game is going to be like. There's also nothing about Washington's game against Seattle, where everybody's now like, Sam Howell's awesome, and look at these throws, and look at all this stuff. Like, you couldn't imagine two better games to lead you into a big number in this game. Washington gives, like, a great accounting of itself live to win, and the Giants look like they're going to get the number one pick, and who would ever want to bet them in a game that closed, like, 17 and a half. Uh, I don't think the difference between these teams is 10. I think it's less than this, and even with DeVito playing, and I think, like, Washington's not going to be able to rush the passer. The Giants' defense has seen this offense one time before. There's a ton of familiarity. I think the likelihood of a close game is much higher than the market expects. Uh, I don't like betting teams that are, like, doing what the Giants are doing. Like, it makes me nervous, but I this is, like, maybe one of my favorite bets of the week. Like, I would never bet the Commanders ever, ever, ever in this game at this number. Uh, Giants are nothing. And I, and I will say, like... The, Gi- the Giants, I know the Giants defense got nuked yesterday by Dallas. The Dallas offense and the Washington offense are not the same thing. Like Sal, like Sam Howell throws a couple picks Dallas in this game. Home. Like the Giants are probably going to They never yeah, lose. They score 70 they, points a game. It's their best team in the league. Yeah. yeah. So, like, look, you're right. Conceptually, I feel like this feels like Giants plus 10 might be a pretty good bet. I don't know if yes. I can bring myself to click them. I, I don't think I can bring myself oh, to Oh, that's fine. The Giants. I, I really... I'll just be honest, though, and it doesn't like you can bet Washington if you want. Everybody can bet whatever they want. I Not don't really get the case. I don't, think I'd bet I don't get the case for Washington at all in this game. Uh, Sam Howell Rivera with this season to win by not margin, big margin well, I can, against I can another tell you team. What, what it is? I'll tell you what it is, and like it doesn't have to be that this is right. I'm not even saying this is likely, but here's the case that I think if people want to make it is that the Giants are imploding, like Dable getting into it on the sideline with players. Like all the, after, and look, and you could spin this narrative the other way. Like the Giants are boiling over and they're going to take out their frustration on the commanders on Sunday. So it's a narrative, right? But like Slayton in the post-game locker room, basically this is as frustrated as he's ever been. Like you work so hard and this is the result. You know, Xavier McKinney a couple weeks ago going after Wink Martindale. And like, that's the local narrative here now, Ken, is like, Dable should come back next year. But he's doing a terrible job and maybe like in a different situation if like they weren't going to pick at the top of the draft and you get a new quarterback, then maybe he'd get dismissed after this year. And think about what he did last year and how crazy that is. So I think the narrative here locally is that have has he lost the team? Like, has he lost the locker room? Does he have control over the situation right now where it almost doesn't matter who you play? You're just going to get waxed if like the players don't believe in what the coaches are doing. So I'm not saying that's likely. I'm not saying I'm going to bet on Washington, but I think, Ken, like, that's the case. Like, the case is is that the Giants are dead team walking right now. God, I mean, that makes me like the Giants so much more. Uh, except I would love to see that get, like, bet into the market then. And it's not. People are betting the Giants, which kind of stinks. A um, couple nine and a halfs, the tens are juiced toward them in most places. So it just that's that's a little tough. Like, I, I want them to be unpopular, and I want it to get bet out where I get, like, the best number possible. And maybe, maybe this is, like... Uh, 
too maybe it, maybe it is easy for people to click the button on the giants and so uh you know i won't get like a max number out of this that i thought i would get out of that perception because yeah man but if that's perception and stuff and the, the commander's gonna get bet on in that then yeah i'll take the giants for even more then because it's just like I, I i would never suggest anyone make a bet based on stuff like that i would just never suggest it ever like to, just to go back to something from the first hour like the sixers trade harden and the first the first two things that come out of that are the clippers are awesome and Embiid's going to the Knicks. Those are the first two things that come out of it. Boy, everyone nailed it. Killed it. Good job, everybody. Just like when when people people think that stuff, oh, this team's gonna tank, this team's gonna be bad, they're gonna do this. Like, you're, yeah, like they're gonna be wrong as often as you're right. And especially if the market's gonna move on like that perception type stuff, like gross. Um, I don't see that happening here, which is not unfortunate. I still just think like the number's like a little crazy. I mean, I, I, I like Sam Howell too. I mean, the, the Commanders play a, a coin flip game against the Patriots. They give you a good effort at Seattle. And now they're going to win by 14? Like, against a team? I mean, I just, it's, what? I, I, honestly, it kind of doesn't pass the laugh test to me. I'm going to be honest. And just like a competitive football game. I, I know the Giants have been non-competitive. But, like, maybe the, maybe the, the kind of the, the crux of this is, I, I don't think the Raiders are that bad. So, like, when the Raiders run up the score on DeVito, like, they're talented. Like and playing at home in the game too, in their first game with a new coach, like I and look that, and Jones, and, and Jones tears his ACL in the game, yeah. and that's like a big time blow to the team. Just like it, with what you're saying, I think kind of yeah. like adding more credence to it. Like that, like that, that's not this. Like none of that is this. I don't, I don't know. Like I just, I I understand that. Like well, like the rating wise, it has to be something okay, great. Like just the the Dallas game is never going to look like how this game is going to look. I mean, God forbid that. God forbid we ever mentioned that they played once already and the Giants won. I mean, just like the idea that there's this like massive gap between the two teams. And yeah, like DeVito's really bad. Like the Giants have a bunch of paths to be competitive in this game. The Washington defense is absolutely atrocious. They're going to get no pressure. They're going to allow plays down the field. They're going to do both. They're going to they're going to win by fourteen doing that. I just it, that seems so unlikely to me. So yeah, I mean, I I like the Giants. I just like I I get it. Yeah, late in the season, sometimes these teams it's it's thirty five nothing and forty to three, and you hate clicking the button. I totally get it. I, uh, I man, Washington, I, they'd be one of the teams I would be last picked in a draft to win by margin. Would be the Commanders, honestly. I picked the Saints to win by margin before the Commanders. The Saints can guard somebody, can defend a play. Like I, I don't know, Commanders would be one of my least likely teams to win a game by more than ten. I'm interested to like read some of like the quotes that come out from like from like uh, the Giants facility tomorrow. Like, what are the players saying? What's Dable saying? What's the reporting around this team? Because, like I said, I I think the only way you bet Washington here is like if you really believe like the Giants are a dead team walking and they're just gonna get buzzsawed every game the rest of the year. Which case, like Dable's probably gonna get fired if that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Like, I know you. I know you're saying like it's late in the season. There's still. Like, Still like a lot well, I, I just mean it's not like week three. I know what you're. Where like teams, I know teams are really saying. elastic early in the season. I, like teams are really elastic; they'll bounce back from anything early. Broncos had 70 points scored on them. They beat the Chiefs five weeks later. Like I mean, just like teams are really elastic early. They're not elastic late. Like they can be. They'll be bad. They'll keep being bad. And we're getting close to that period of time. Yeah, I think we'll learn. Like I, 
we'll learn a lot about the Giants and what they're going to be the rest of the year. If I were going to bet the Giants, I'd feel a lot better if they start, started Matt Barkley in the game. But, I mean, obviously, like, DeVito's going to play like Dable already made the announcement. We'll talk more about this game over the course of the week. This is why betting's great. <laughs> Gave you, like, ten great minutes on the Giants and the Commanders yeah. coming up on Sunday. I, you I think it's one of the most interesting ten. games. When would you ever imagine a team like the Commanders being favored by ten? Against against, against this team. Against They're this bad. Team. Yeah, they're bad, and they Are traded they players away. Yeah, I guess yes, they're, like, average. They're yeah. Yeah, uh, their defense is like 31st. They're definitely bad. Yes, they're bad. I, and I, they can't protect Howell. They're, <laughs> right. they're, they're first. They're first. They, they, they maybe should have won the game yesterday. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Frisky is like, yeah, plus six, make a game of it. This is win by more than 10. Yeah, this is just, way this more about the Giants, this point spread. This yeah. is, the spread's about the, about the Giants. Right. It's not about the Commanders. But it almost doesn't even matter how bad the other team is. Like, when the expectation is a team that never wins by margin, shouldn't win by margin, isn't equipped to do it, when the expectations they have to do it, I actually almost don't care who the opponent is in those kind of games. Like, Saints, seven and a half against anybody, my first look is going to be to the anybody. Well, let, let I don't me even care who this. it is. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's the same two teams, and it's not apples to apples. It's not the same exact thing. A couple years ago, and again, like, I, I am not suggesting that these situations are the same, but is it's the same the two Fromm teams. Game? It is. So at the end, of, okay. so a couple years ago, when the commanders played the Giants in the final game of the season, Judge had also, like, taken shots at Rivera. And we were like that whole week. Like, it doesn't actually doesn't matter what the point spread is. We're going to lay Washington in the game. Money, and money not the, line. Like, I, I yeah, had money. That's like, one of my biggest bets I've ever had in an NFL game, ever, on their money line. And they, yeah. and they not only did they win the game, but they also covered the spread against one of the worst right. teams we've seen. Um, do, do you, you don't get the same, and again, the situation's not the same. Like, I don't think Dable's dead coach the way, obviously, Judge was dead coach. May, honestly, like, this team's probably worse than that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That point spread was smaller. A little here. Yeah. 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 Wasn't that, was that, le that, oh, that opened less than a touchdown, right? And it got bet out I a think, lot. I think it opened like six or six and a half and got bet up to like seven and a half, I think. Memory serves. This is week 17, two years. Week 18, two I'm years. I'm so ago. happy that that, I'm so happy that game happened. That that and I'll be and it it's not it's not that the bet had to win. I don't know if I've ever been so confident putting in a bet on like a money line favorite before to win a game. I don't know if I've ever been as confident as I was prior to that game. I'm so glad you brought that game up. I I really uh, am like I will find I it. I I think it's like 99% 1% that Washington wins this game. <laughs> like I think it's that. Like I just that's just in my brain like I, you know, it just seems so certain and uh and I, I know people are like, oh you got to be careful with those things. Yeah, like I would never say that about Almost any, especially in the NFL, I'm gonna say that about no favorites. But that game, just like this, this is what it is. Like the last, I can't wait for the last week of this. It's the best week to bet. It's just the best. It's so much fun. I, but to answer your question, like the, you, it's we're halfway through the year. This isn't that. Maybe we're heading in that direction. And like late in the year, the giant, like the Giants, kind of hint that Dable won't be back next year, and you get a fake Week 18 game, and you want to bet the other team. I think that's great. I don't think that's this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I understand I could be on the, the wrong side of a, another 40 to nothing shellacking. I totally get that. Uh, Washington won that game uh, January 9th, 2022, 22-7. to 7, They closed a touchdown favorite in the game. So that was it. Yeah, yep. That was an easy bet on Washington. Sure did. And that, that was an important game because it got Joe Judge fired, which needed to happen. I, I, I'll, I'll close with this. And we did an entire segment on this one game, which is really funny. Uh, I feel like not that you have taught me into it, but like the conversation is like, I, I might bet, I'm, 
not definitely, I might bet. I might bet the Giants because like I, I now still... I'm gonna feel bad. I don't. No, I don't even nothing. know if I want you to make the bet. I'm gonna. I'm an adult. I make my own decisions. You have nothing to feel okay. bad about. Um, I know. My God, I'm gonna have I, some major guilt when it's fifty to nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't made. I'm gonna. I, I make my own decisions. All, all okay. Those. Like it's it's my fault if if, if I make parlay Raiders loses. money line Giants money line. What do you think that pays? Um, but you know, stupid to one. Yeah. But like, Dable, Wink, and Kafka don't go from being good coaches to bad coaches overnight. On the other side, we'll welcome Andrew Densick, the Wildcapper, talking NFL Week 11, Monday Night Football, and the NBA. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. On the BetQL Network. Having a good time here on a Monday. Nick and Ken with you here on the BetQL Network. We'll be on with our friends on Stadium for the next 40 minutes. And then if you're watching on Stadium, we would urge you to check out twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the show. Give you all our bets for tonight in hockey, in the NBA, side total of props, Monday Night Football with the Bills and the Broncos. Lockmas still to come. Ken Barkley's going to tell you how to bet the national championship market. Really interesting in college football. And we still have a couple more games to hit in our initial handicap of Week 11. We'll save a couple coming up for tomorrow, as we always do here on You Better You Bet. But we will get into today, before we say au revoir at the end of the show, the Cowboys and the Panthers. God almighty, poor Bryce Young. The Cowboys and the Panthers in Carolina. Yeah. The Jaguars and the Titans coming up in Jacksonville. And C.J. Stroud and the Texans hosting Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in Houston. A really interesting side and total discussion on tap for that game. But joining us right now to talk the National Football League, maybe a little NBA if we have some time as well, one of our absolute favorites joins us basically every single Magnificent Football Monday, and we're very lucky to have him on the show. It's our friend, the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. Uh Drew has been coming on with us since 2019. He supports us. You should support him. Follow him on Twitter if you haven't already, at whale underscore capper. Um, betting analyst for our friends over at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast with our friend Andy Molitor. Be sure to check out those endeavors from our guy, the great Drew Dinsick. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Appreciate you guys having me and uh, super nice introduction as always. Appreciate you guys uh, kind of uh, continuing to reach out because I love talking to you every magnificent football Monday. So this is a joy, a two way. This is a this is a two way handicap here. What uh, what do you got cooking tonight? This is usually we ask you about Monday night football and sometimes Nick and I will be like, we don't really we don't really have anything that we really like. Sure. But tonight is not the case. We we really like Denver, and maybe we're nuts. I actually really like the Buffalo got bet back out to eight, so you could bet Denver at eight in this game. But what <laughs> what do you think here? Like, are are we are we nuts? Is Buffalo as bad as we think? What do you kind of how do you see tonight's game coming together before we do uh, next week? Yeah, I thought I had a good bet here at uh, Denver plus seven and a half. See it, you know, mm. painted seven as we get late into the market cycle, and then you blink and it's back out to eight, and you're like, oh, I guess uh, there must be some meaningful piece of it. No, this is just market opinion here, which is shocking to me that yeah, you because know, a move from seven to eight is non-trivial. Um, a lot of a lot of support for this over as well, which I get half of that. The Buffalo Bills defense is in dire straits right now like their you know season-long injuries have been pretty well covered i think to this point i assume people know that uh they have lost additional bodies on the defensive side of the ball there and uh you know we are really down to 
um, you know, the, the, the true reinforcements here. You're going to get a lot of, you can get a lot of Josh Norman tonight uh, for that secondary. So uh, best of luck with that. Um, and, you know, I think the Denver Broncos defense, you know, any kind of season long numbers that you're looking at have a huge part of that sample that is tainted by a very, very unhealthy team. Um, they're basically at full strength now defensively. I like the, uh, the general matchup because the bills right now, you know, they're back to what they were last season, which was a team that runs, you're capable of running pretty much exclusively 11 personnel, uh, doesn't really have much going on in the ground game outside of design runs for Josh Allen. Josh Allen's design run, uh, count has been appreciably lower this year than it has been in years past, which I get cause he's nursing the shoulder injury and you want to keep that guy as healthy, uh, presuming you're going to make a postseason run. You want him, uh, as healthy as possible and available. So, um, yeah, I think this number is, is way, way, way too, um, charitable to the state of the bills and their, you know, their health and their, you know, their overall strength right now. Uh, if they win, I won't be shocked at all. I think they're, they're clearly the better team. Like there's lots about the Denver Broncos offense that I saw in the early going that I was like, Ooh, Sean Payton is doing some nice things. He's fixing some stuff up. Well, you know, a lot of that has gone out the window. You have uh, Russell Wilson holding onto the ball for quite a long time. You have an offensive line that can't block without holding and you have a running game that is starting to get healthier and a little bit more effective. And I would guess the Broncos try to shorten the game a little bit here on the ground. You're going to get a lot of Javante Williams uh, would be my guess here. And, uh, you know, try to keep uh, Russell Wilson from making the, the back-breaking mistake in this one. Uh, and that shouldn't be too much of a problem considering the Buffalo Bills, state of the Buffalo Bills defense. So uh, I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think it'll be decided relatively late in the contest. I think the Bills probably win. But uh, for me, anything outside of seven is a play on the visiting Broncos. All right, so all three of us, will. what could go wrong? All three of us will be on the Denver Broncos tonight. Broncos country, let's ride. hashtag let's cover uh well we have a lot of stuff we want to hit with you here so give us this answer in about a minute if you'd be so kind um it's the same question i always ask you as my first question in these interviews um what's your favorite look side or total right now coming up this weekend in the national football league this next weekend happens to be week 11 well what is your favorite look as it stands right now for week 11 in the nfl and why yeah, so week 10 was miserable for me. Um, my higher confidence looks all went up in flames. I uh, thought I had a good read on uh, a couple of teams that were elite in the AFC that uh, were at home laying inside of a touchdown and lost outright, including the Ravens, who uh, managed to bottle a 14-point uh, lead with nine, nine minutes to play, which is uh, this is a rough, rough, it was a rough watch. Um, and, you know, I think as we head into this Thursday night football game with those two teams, Cincy and Baltimore coming off of pretty un, uh, uninspiring late game losses. Um, I wonder why this one has been adjusted across three uh, Baltimore injury report is not looking great. Both tackles would have missed practice had they had practice today. Um, and while yes, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard did not practice for the Cincinnati Bengals, there are still pretty interesting ways that team can generate some pressure. Um, Cincinnati's offense was a little bit more concerning against the Texans. I would say, I mean, their defense was truly concerning. And in fact, their EPA per play and, and their statistical performance over the balance of the season is, is shockingly poor. Um, but I was surprised that the offense couldn't get more going against the Texans defense that I think is fine but not elite um and now this is a much tougher test so um you know the the adjustment across three is really what catches me by surprise here i think this is going to be a super competitive game decided at or around three and so if i can get three and a half with the road uh road bangles i'll take it um and uh so far that's the only thing actually so far that's one of the two high profile games i bet this week i also uh, laid two and a half with kansas city so uh going for 
the correct side, or at least the uh, favorable side of a couple of key numbers in the high-profile primetime games. I was gonna. My next question was going to be Chiefs Eagles. If you didn't give us a, a thought or a bit that you like, there obviously that game will be uh, a week from tonight. Can't wait. Like small point spread rematch of the Super Bowl. Like really could see. Like we never get Super Bowl rematches. Obviously, this is one you could actually kind of maybe see playing out at the end of the year. And it, well, it also features currently the the two two of the favorites for most valuable player, the first choice and the second choice. It. I don't know if you agree with this. Maybe just the winner of that game wins MVP, and it's like so easy easy or something. It does feel like there's still so much room for someone to win most valuable player. If someone wanted to this year, maybe somebody even without like a number one seed type of record. A lot of people are talking about CJ Stroud. I'm not really thinking that I'm thinking more just like, what if Josh Allen has a big game tonight? Or like, what if Tua like from this point forward plays really well, or, you know, like Lamar Jackson can still obviously like there's, you know, six or seven players where it's like, it feels way more open than it usually does at this point. If you had to kind of pick, I mean, this could be a betting conversation too, but just like, I think just who do you think is going to win MVP is even interesting enough. And we can kind of bring the betting into it afterwards. So in like a minute here, what's your best guess how MVP is going to play out? Uh, I've been operating under the assumption that, uh, the path was pretty clear for whoever gets the one seed in the AFC, that quarterback is your MVP. Um, I know that that's obviously giving a little bit of a short shrift to Jalen hurts, who, uh, has the best record of football right now. But, uh, I look at the Eagles schedule coming up and I think they're going to take some losses. I still don't think it's an absolute slam dunk that the Eagles win the NFC East and without, you know, without a one seed in a really weak conference, it's tough for me to see, uh, uh, Hurts getting it. I think there's definitely scope for both uh, Detroit and San Francisco to run down uh, Philadelphia for the one seed, if not Dallas, to flip them. So uh, I would think Hurts falls out of the conversation. I think Mahomes is probably the right choice here. Um, it has been a super duper uninspiring MVP race, to your point. Exactly. I think anytime you kind of get through five weeks of the season and people are really kicking the tires on Brock Purdy, and you get through 10 weeks of the season and people Tyree are really Hill. kicking the tires on. Yeah, people are kicking the tires on Tyree Kill and and uh, CJ Stroud. Like that, that's telling you that you know no one has really separated themselves from the pack. And uh, I mean, to that point, uh, there were three quarterbacks through ten weeks last year who had substantially higher EPA uh, generated um, in the early going than any quarterback so far this season. The current leader in terms of total EPA uh, so far this season is Mr. Brock Purdy, who's sitting just under one hundred uh, with about three hundred snaps. His EPA per play number are pretty awesome his success rate is pretty awesome uh and you know i think it's definitely there's definitely room for san francisco to win this thing out and at that point maybe he's still in consideration but i have a tough time buying that he's going to be able to flip Mahomes. uh and uh you know like, again kind of keeping that number in mind that he has yet to even get to 100 uh you know Mahomes, tua and josh allen all cleared 100 pretty easily through 10 weeks last year with Mahomes leading the pack at 142 um so we are way way off the pace of uh quarterback production from just one year ago uh, and I think the fact that Mahomes came into the season as pretty much the undisputed number one player in football and he, basically someone was going to have to come and take the crown away from him well it was going to take someone getting the one seed in the AFC to do that in my opinion and so uh, Josh Allen could still get there but he's looking like a, a pretty clear outsider to me just considering that the team itself is going to have to find a way to win basically the rest of the games on their schedule and have Mahomes drop a couple here so um, same kind of goes for Tua, especially with the head-to-head loss against Mahomes. So um, I don't really think there's a ton of room for anyone to 
kind of run Mahomes down and flip him here outside of, uh, you know, a, a pretty outrageous uh, finish, uh, you know, from someone like Burrow, Lamar, or Josh Allen. So uh, for me, it's still, still Mahomes to lose. And uh, that's actually my only stake in this market to this point. So I'm talking my book a little bit, I guess. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking the NFL. We'll save it time for at least one NBA question at the end with our pal, the Whale Capper, Drew Densick, on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper, batting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. Well, the last NFL question here, and then we'll do an NBA one to close here. So made it about a minute so we could save some time for basketball. There are a couple huge spreads this week in the NFL, and Ken and I have talked about a couple of these games already. We'll do the uh, the Cowboys and Panthers next segment, and we'll do the Bucks and the 49ers tomorrow. Uh, the Raiders, 11.5-point dogs at the Dolphins. My Giants, 10-point dogs in Washington. The Panthers, 11-point home dogs against the Cowboys. And I guess like we could do the Buccaneers also, but we haven't talked about that game yet. Tampa, 11-point dog on the road in San Francisco. And, and also Chicago getting 10 on the road in Detroit. If you had to make the case, well, or bet one of the huge underdogs this week in the NFL, do any of them stand out? Or do you like any of those favorites laying huge numbers here in about a minute? Yeah, it's hilarious that like a couple weeks ago, the narrative would have been anyone could beat anyone, guys. And now you have five double digit spreads <laughs> two weeks later. So, uh, yeah, it is funny also that you kind of line up the uh, the favorites here. And it is like the uh, uh, the very hilarious meme of the soldiers in Iraq with the clown, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, sure. oh, yeah, San Francisco, Dallas, Miami. Washington. <laughs> so, yeah, Washington should definitely be double digit favorites. We definitely know that that team's super good. No, we don't. And I know it's Tommy DeVito and the Giants, and it probably is the grossest bet uh, that you could possibly make for this week. But uh, I'll probably be taking 10 and a half when it gets there because it feels like that's going to get bet and uh, hold my nose and hope the Giants can keep that competitive. Uh, just as a, a side note, uh, I, I I would. I just would love to see the Giants start playing competitive football, and scoring points. Like it's just a sad state of affairs there. And uh, if you can't do it against Washington Commanders defense, then I'm not sure you're going to be able to do it. So this is at least a, a pretty decent step down in competition for the Giants' offense. So hopefully they can get to 20 points. We'll see. Yeah, well, I agree totally. Well, Nick's writing in the chat like he doesn't. He doesn't want the team to be good. He wants them to be as bad as possible. Like they can lose, just lose competitively. Oh yeah, just lose competitively. Lose. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We had a we had a couple minutes left for this whale. This could be a bet for tonight. There's only four games, and we don't know if De'Aaron Fox is going to play. So like maybe you don't have anything for tonight, and that's okay. Bet for mm. tonight, or a bet that you just like. This could be like a future, a division, just like a bet in the NBA that you like tonight or otherwise here in like about forty five seconds. Okay, State of the NBA is kind of fun right now because there's a lot of surprises. I don't think anyone expected Philly and Minnesota to be this good. If you haven't already gotten on the Rudy Gobert DPOY bandwagon, you might as well because he's performing clearly as the best defense player in basketball again. Um, I have uh, a decent uh, – I still think we're headed for Boston – Detroit. I mean, Boston uh, versus Denver in our, uh, you know, our, at, when it's all said and done, like that hasn't really changed from the preseason, but um, definitely kind of fun to see some of the uh, kind of second tier teams be recycling right now. Uh, I made a fun bet on Houston, uh, the Houston Rockets to win their group and to win the play in tournament. Uh, I think basically Ooh. everyone else in their group is somewhat flawed with Denver not having Jamal Murray and the Clippers being the Clippers. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some other injuries that are impacting that. Uh, 
uh, certainly. And Houston's playing very well right now, if you haven't been paying attention. Um, and uh, for tonight, I like uh, I like the Cavs against the Kings. Uh, I don't know about Fox one way or the other, but uh, I make the Kings uh, about four points worse than the uh, Cavs on a neutral. Uh, and I'm not uh, close to uh, giving them four points for home court advantage, even though they do like to light the beam in Sacramento. So uh, for me, it's the uh, Cavs uh, on the money line right now, I think is a pretty decent bet. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, that's like a pick them uh, across. Actually, wow, look at that. Minus one and a half right now for Sacramento at Circa. So I guess Fox might, must yep. be playing even though he was doubtful. Yeah, yeah. That, was like, that was like three and a half or four a couple hours ago. So maybe it is going to be, yeah, we screw up. I, I was ready to take Keegan Murray points over if Fox wasn't going to play. There goes that bet. Uh, well, appreciate it, brother. Great job as always on the show. Uh, on Twitter at whale underscore capper, NBC Sports betting analyst, deep tie podcast. My friends, stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, best luck to you guys as well. And let's go, Broncos. I got to tell you, what a great guy. Absolutely love him. Also, yes, let's go, Broncos. Coming up next, back to our handicap of week 11 in the NFL the Cowboys and the Panthers in Carolina. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I don't even know, like, which C.D. Lamb catch that was yesterday. Had a billion catches for a million yards as the Cowboys scored a million points and beat the Giants by a million. It's a really good game for uh, for Dallas. I know we'll talk about C.D. Lamb coming up later in the week. For uh, Oh, that was a, the, oh yes, Kenny corrects me, and he's right. That was actually the rushing TD that he scored at the beginning of the game. Oh, the rushing uh, touchdown. As, oh, yes, yes as of part course. Of an, right. Just yeah. like, just absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. I know we'll talk about C.D. Lamb as we uh, as we move forward this week for awards potentially. Offensive Player of the Year feels like a little interesting right now. I do just before we um before we get to the Cowboys Panthers game, we do have an injury update uh, as far as the Ravens Bengals game goes on Thursday night. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, speaking to the media. This is per uh, Jeff Zrebeck, who covers the Ravens. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that last name. That was like my best. It's Z R E B I E C. I went with Zrebeck. Oh, that's a tough one. What do you think? What do you think? Z-R-E-B-I-E-C. What do you think? It's like the Z Three bike? No, I don't think so. I think Z-R, I think it's Z. How did you say it? Zrebeck. It's either Zrebeck or Zrebeek, I think. One of the two. Like Whose name is Zrebeek? Zrebeck at least sounds like it kind of makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, I do not think we have that conversation on the show today. Yeah. Anyway, he covers the Ravens for The Athletic. Um, John Harbaugh saying that Ronnie Stanley, star left tackle, and Marlon Humphrey, their best corner, don't have long-term injuries, said their day-to-day, wasn't ready to rule them out for Thursday. My best guess is that both guys won't play in the game. But, like, obviously, like, we'll see now. Harbaugh saying, like, not definitely out. Compare and contrast right. with Zach Taylor saying, like, very unlikely T. Higgins is going to play for what it's worth. So more injury stuff to be figured out as we move along this week. We'll get to the Cowboys and Panthers in a second but for our audience watching us right now on stadium this is our final segment for the day on stadium um so if you want to check out the final hour of the show the power hour i would recommend it because we're going to give you a lot of bets for tonight hockey nba and monday night football plus lochmas ken barkley talking national championship and college football we'll be off the air here on stadium in 10 minutes flip on over then to twitch.tv backslash betql to watch the final hour of the show you better you bet on this monday but until then, Kenny, bring the music up. Let's hit a couple more games here, Ken, for Week 11 in the National Football League. And let's go to Carolina, where the Panthers... <laughs> I feel like they should be playing taps at the start of this game for Bryce Young and the Panthers' offense. Dallas, coming off their just... Destru- I, th- 
thank God I'm like I'm like less emotionally attached to my favorite teams than I used to be. The Cowboys just annihilating the Giants, laying 11 on the road at Carolina. Last we saw this Panthers offense, they were unable to do anything against the Bears on Thursday night, and Frank Reich settled for that ridiculous 59-yard field goal with Eddie Pinheiro, who was five yards short, and then did the human equivalent of the emoji shrug after the play. Dallas at 11-point road favorite. Total in the game is 42. Uh, Ken, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Cowboys and the Panthers, please, from Carolina. This is almost one of those, and I know this sounds stupid, where it's like, to a certain extent, I don't really care what the number is. Like, it's going to be 10 or more. It's going to be in this range. I'm not going to bet Carolina. I'm not going to do that ever. So it's really just, do I want to delay Dallas or not? Or do I want to not bet the game? Because I think, like, this is fine. And as the week goes on, I'll probably make that determination. I, I just, like, what do we know about Dallas like they're uh, you called them bullies like in week four you're so right with that description when they play te- play teams that they're way more talented than they rush the passer ferociously and they run up the score like that's what they do against those you know, did it again yesterday and that's what this is that's what this is so just like i think i'm gonna bet dallas but i i you know, I, I just wanted to think the number. I don't think the number is going to go anywhere crazy. It's not going to go down to like nine and a half. It's not going to go to 14. So I can kind of just like think if I really want to about do I really want to lay Dallas in this game? And like, why would I be concerned about that? Because I'm laying them off of like a performance where they look really, really good. Two straight performances where they look really, really good. And, you know, is, the, is it really true that I could be buying a team like that when they're probably going to be rated really highly? Maybe it's just the type of opponent. And, uh, and that's kind of where I come down. I have some other stuff on the Cowboys I can do for a second, but my first thought here is like, I'm not going to bet Carolina. I'm going to not bet the game or I'm going to lay Dallas. And I think as the week goes on, I think I'm going to end up laying Dallas in the game. I think there's there's one, and then I want I want you to talk about Dallas. There's there's one piece of injury news that I don't think is going to like move the point spread a lot, but could change the way you like conceptualize sure. like the game or like the on field handicap. The Panthers earlier today on Monday opened up the 21 day practice window for star cornerback J C Horn to return from injured reserve. Now that doesn't mean he's going to play this week. Like think like Justin Jefferson with the Vikings. Like the the, the window is open last week. He didn't play. Same with Kyler Murray a couple weeks ago for Arizona. So just because like they opened the window on Monday, it's not a guarantee that Horn going to play on Sunday but if he does play like I'm, I'm not suggesting he's like he's like prime Darrell Revis but at least like you could put him on CD Lamb and like he might be able to at least like slow CD Lamb down. I know Lamb's on like this other worldly like celestial tear right now but like he's better than anything else they got and they could really use like him and like anyone else coming back on the defensive side of the ball also we'll see about Brian Burns here this is not me making a case for the Panthers I would never bet Carolina just that like maybe they do get a couple good pieces of injury news as the week moves along right on the sure. defensive side of the ball maybe that gives them a pop maybe we can lay 10 with Dallas I don't know just just, just saying here. Um, I think I made my thoughts on this game like pretty clear on Friday, which is I think Dallas is going to—I don't know. Great. Like, maybe Carolina's defense can hold them, Dallas down a little bit. Maybe. How, how is Carolina scoring in this game? Like, how is it happening? How are the Panthers scoring? How are they scoring in any game? How, Much well, less this one. Fair. But, like, right. how are they—let's focus on this game. How are they <laughs> scoring in this game? How are they scoring in this game? Uh, I think if you like Caroline in the game, maybe like bet the under and save yourself the hassle of having to like watch the bet. Maybe that'd be the strategy. Remember like when we did the Panthers Dolphins game? You like the Panthers, bet the yeah. over. The Panthers don't cover. Like you like the Panthers right. in this game? Like maybe just like bet the under because like they're never scoring ever. Uh, what did you want to say, Ken, about Dallas? We're simpatico here, Cowboys or nothing. Yeah, and uh, this will just take a few minutes, but I. Uh... 
I don't know if I'm big on this, but I, I think there's the potential for something really interesting to happen in the next month or so um, that, that kind of flips how we think about a lot of markets. Maybe not Super Bowl, but a lot of award markets and the NFC East. And it's totally based on the upcoming schedules for the Eagles and the Cowboys and like how much you buy that this could get really interesting, the race between the two teams. So we, we'll do the Eagles in a second, but because we're doing the Cowboys game, we'll start with their schedule. So their next three weeks... So they beat the Giants yesterday. They're two games back of the Eagles for the division, and they lost the first game to Philadelphia. We all remember that. That was, uh, what, two weeks ago. So last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, right? Something like that? First meeting two weeks ago? Okay. So uh, beat the Giants. They're two games back. They play at Carolina. We just did that game. Uh, November 23rd, uh, Thanksgiving, they will uh, host Washington. Going to be a pretty big favorite in that game. Uh, They host Seattle the week after that. These are three, and you can say whatever you want about Seattle, and they're like a fun team. These are three very likely wins to some de- like different degrees. They're more likely to beat Carolina than they are to beat Seattle. But like these are three very likely wins for the Dallas Cowboys. They'll like, be favored by more than three schedule. against Seattle at home. They'll be the more than a three-point favorite in that game. I, I would argue they might be close to a touchdown in the game at home yeah, against Seattle. I think they'd be like six, six sure. and a half, probably something like that. Maybe more. And uh Imagine the two games they'll be coming off of or the three games they'll be coming off of. So it's those three. And then on December 10th, they'll host the Eagles in the rematch game. So I guess like my the thing I've been thinking about today is could things really dramatically shift between now and December 10th? Like rather than betting on what we've already seen and that team looks good. What's the next month going to look like? These teams play December 10th. The Cowboys play three times for them. I think they're going to win all three games a lot of the time. The market thinks they're going to win all three games a lot of the time. Meanwhile, for Philly, obviously they come off their bye this week. They play like the game of the year, the Super Bowl rematch at Kansas City. That's a game where they're currently an underdog, something you don't get to say very often about them. They host Buffalo, and whatever we want to say about Buffalo, that's at least a tricky game, even though it's a game that the Eagles are probably likely to win at this point. Then they play the Niners, then they play the rematch with the Cowboys the following week. So this is like, I get yeah, my and question again is. then they go to is, Seattle, right? Then they go to Seattle. To Seattle after that. And they, and they close easy. So like, and the Cowboys close tough. So this is going to flip back. But again, like if you're trying to get ahead of something that's going to move in your favor. Again, the whole point is like going into the rematch game. Do you think the Cowboys could be playing the rematch game where like if they win, they're actually like a game up. And not even like tiebreaker, like a game up on Philly. And what happens if that happens? So like the what happens if that happens is like division. I think the Cowboys win total is kind of short right now. It's 10 and a half in the market right now. Like I, I think they're better than that, even if the schedule They'll gets way tougher. They'll be seven and three after this week, just for their six and three. Yes. They'll win against Carolina. They're going to be seven and probably three. Probably beat Washington. Week. Probably beat Washington eight and three. Seattle's a tougher game, but like nine and three playing Philadelphia at home. Nine and three. Like, what happens if they ever win the rematch game at home in the game with Philly coming off that stretch? Like, there are things that happen. So the division's obviously impacted. The Cowboys would have, I got the inside track to the one seed, potentially, if that happened, and getting a buy in the NFC playoffs, which, like, nobody's thinking about right now. Them and Detroit would be, like, the really interesting matchup. Oh, by the way, like, you know, I think play, those yeah. teams play late in the season, week 17. In week seven, I believe week 17, something like that. exactly. Yeah. And so, so it just, it gets really interesting. And then two other applications of this, and I'm not saying like this is going to happen, but if you're looking for like something that's being priced, like it's just not going to happen and it actually could like Dak wins MVP sometimes when that happens, like you're, you want the guy off the radar with the big record team that like could have the stats. Look, I don't think he's that good, 
but like they're gonna win these games they're gonna post philly for a chance maybe the winner of that game gets the one seed you don't think he could win mvp if that's but you're nuts if you don't think he could win mvp in that situation you don't think cd lamb can win offensive player of the year they're playing carolina and washington then where's his price going the next two weeks and then and then go, seattle the third game i mean this should be 150 150 150 like this should be easy for three weeks like his prices are going to be outrageous in the prop market so like again i don't like dallas like i'm not like a dallas fan i don't love betting on them you look at the two schedules and you go there's like a real chance that this becomes something really really interesting a month from now when these teams play they might be tied record wise dallas hosts the game and the prices on dallas anything extreme outcome are all like not possible not going to happen long shot might be more likely than a lot of the other guys high up in the mvp market or the offensive player of the year market i just think that's really interesting just for bleeps and giggles, this is less me like like playing devil's advocate and more just like fun content conversation. Let's play the win-loss game with the Eagles coming up in their in their stretch coming up. Chiefs next Monday night. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm I, if I do it by the point spread, they're only losing to Kansas City. So, but like both could be an opinion thing as well. Sure, I mean, I'll say that I'll say lose to Kansas City, beat Buffalo, lose to the Niners, beat Seattle. Oh, then, 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 then we're cooking with gas on December 10th for the rematch. Then they're Very tied. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching on Stadium, you want to check out the final hour of the show, I would encourage you doing so. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. We'll finish our handicap of week 11 and give you all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football.